Hi, welcome to the new episode of Sportsy. Let's aim sports. Today we have with us Wahabis Bharucha, captain of Indian women's rugby team. This girl, for who the playing sport was in genes, was all about sports while growing up. She 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 speaks about sports as her way of life. Wahabis on her part ran 100 meter sprint and played shot put in school before turning her interest into handball, a sport that she played for three years at the state level, and even captain Maharashtra state team for that. But rugby fascinated her at first glance. She calls it love at first sight, and she was introduced to rugby by her coach Surut Khare. And since then, she has never looked back. In addition to being an international player and a captain, she is also a philanthropist by profession and has worked with Kelo India as well. On June twenty second, twenty nineteen, the Indian women's rugby team earned the first international victory in the Division One Asia Rugby Women's Championship against Singapore, and the journey had just begun for them. and to talk about the journey we welcome a flag bearer of indian women rugby team and who when not scoring the tries double up as a philanthropist of the field please welcome wahabis bharucha hey wahabis uh, great to have you on sportsy uh, let's talk sports let's aim sport and honestly speaking uh, let's grow sport the sport that you are into uh, it is yeah. rugby it is yes, not Honestly speaking, I had only heard about rugby in India with Rahul Bose doing some uh, something around it, uh, and then a couple, uh, two, three years back, uh, I uh, got a chance to hear, read about you uh, and hear uh, and uh, got to know about so many things. And then the 2019 happened where India won their first game. I think it's a uh, uh, there are so many dots had to be connected, and it's uh, yeah. I, I'm just going to use this next 30 minutes with uh, chatting with you to just try to connect those dots. Awesome. for me as well as the people who are going to watch this uh, listen to this on on podcast uh, everywhere and let them know there is a game rugby happens in india and i'm talking to wahabis uh, bharucha who is the captain of indian women's rugby team i say thank you thank you so much for welcoming me so warmly <laughs> uh, so I, i my first question uh, to you wahabis uh, because it's always great to get to the question so i can get the right flavor from you what i'm actually looking for <laughs> for for again it's if it was cricket probably i would ask different different question football i would ask different different question but rugby that's why yeah. the question is a little different uh we have read that you come from the family of athletes like from your grandfather to your uncle your dad everybody is athlete and you yourself so played a played a lot of games but yeah. uh, was sports uh, always the first choice for you while as, as a childhood I don't think you know I really had the choice of a choice it mm. was you have to do this <laughs> okay so for like when i was growing up like in in lot of my interviews when i was growing up it was if you have free time and you're not studying you should be out playing whatever it can be football it can be cricket it can be uh, seven tiles or lagori what yeah. they call it can be anything you can play hide and seek but play play was that you know if you're not doing this you're doing that it was like that so it was really never a choice it was just second nature almost and then it grew to being first nature so it was like it was like a inculcated uh, what to say the choice it's a it's a life uh, the style. yeah it's it's just routine i could i can't even say it's choice it's just routine now you know like even now if i'm not working and training it's 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 actually just 
transform through the years. Yeah, and and great that you work and play on the similar lines. So it is also good for you. We'll come to that yeah. part uh, uh, yeah. separately. But uh, okay, so uh, before touching to the topic of rugby, uh, you started with athletics, uh, then yeah. wrestling, to handball. Handball yeah. also you played at at the state level, captaining the Maharashtra team and all, and then to rugby. How was that journey? It's like how did you transition with so many sports? I was very lucky, Sid, to be in a school. I went to Vadasur School, Pune. I was very lucky to be in that school where they, uh, where my coach over there, Sanjay Sanjay Kamle sir, he pushed us in every sport. And uh, the gender balance in our school was anyways more boys than girls. So in a class of fifty, we were about forty-five boys and about fifteen girls. Oh, twelve okay. to fifteen girls. Yeah. So it was just sorry, thirty-five boys and fifteen girls. Sorry, my math. Sorry. <sighs> So it was just about that much, and uh, so out of those fifteen girls, also only maybe five or six would be interested in playing. The rest would either be academically inclined or you know inclined towards art or some craft or reading. You know, not necessarily sports. So from those fifteen, वो पाँच निकाले तो if you see in so in four classes there was just about twenty. Yeah. So those twenty girls were sent to the football tournament also, athletics tournament also, basketball <laughs> tournament also, skating tournament also. कुछ भी हो आई रिमेम्बर सर कॉलिंग ट्रेनिंग and oh. some of our girls even got a chance to play uh, for pune team and they've never played sport in their life but because of that little push you know these girls got an exposure to travel and you know go through that whole journey of sport just for that little bit of stint so gone in and out of all these games but athletics remained the base for all of us sure. so uh, 100 meter running was like a now what has become a, a fitness test for me Was back then an event for my for me. Right? I was being trained for that. So I was. Uh, so he taught. He. I was coached for hundred meters. I was coached for short put because of my build, and uh, these two would keep going. You know, parallelly. That hundred meter event, short put. Hundred meter event, short put. And the coaches over there on the ground would just be like one second. How is a hundred meter sprinter doing short put? And my coach used to be very proud, you know, like look at this. This is what I have created, you know, and look at my talent. So, and for me, it was just about having going there and having fun, you know. Honestly, said for me, it was never even about winning. I just wanted to just soak in that entire experience. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, athletics was happening, but there was this plateau. And uh, then handball happened. Hamul, uh, it happened also so organically. I, I still, I still remember that day, but I still can't believe it actually happened. I was sitting on the ground, and we were called for athletics training. So I was sitting at uh, our Agashya College ground, mm-hmm. and I'm playing with the mud, and uh, so it didn't turn up. He used to do this very often. Come, and used to see whether we would have that, you know, drive in ourselves to do our own training. Okay. But till then, still nothing. Okay, and I'm talking all of I'm I'm still twelve years of age, and I'm playing in the mud and I'm making like these uh, designs in the mud. And the senior handball, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So senior handball uh, teams were practicing. Right. 
and it was sunday so they had a they ended their training with a game now my our handball coach he walked towards me and he said baba kya kar rahe hai i'm parsi so that's why baba yeah. baba kya kar rahe hai i said um, kuch nahi aap bolo main kya karu i was thinking he'd say like you know you came for athletics training and you didn't run so now go and do 10 rounds so i was expecting that kind of a thing and he said uh, come we need a goalkeeper okay happy to and in that game we were playing mixed mixed girls boys nothing like and he was taken aback by my goalkeeping skills like i was just saving balls which were coming my way you know and sir actually even told the opposition team that throw hard don't go easy on her and he wanted to see whether i'm actually good or the opposition's going easy mm-hmm. on me and he really tested me that day and i was also making whole effort to not let any ball get in he said bus athletics training band from tomorrow you are coming for handball okay. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't expecting that and when you were like where have you been all this while i said i was just here playing on the mud <laughs> <laughs> so he he then took me into his wings and this is uh, Oh, again, I'm speaking 2006-7, oh, and then got into very hardcore goalkeeping practice, and, and that was a that was the first time I think that I had an exposure to training specifically to the position. Otherwise, it was like, "Arey, our defender has got tired. Why don't we go from striker to defender? Arey, he's tired. This one's gone. This, you know, it was any position, anything." But uh, then I had like specific goalkeeping practice, and then it just kept building on from there. So. played for the district then played for the state continuously played for the state now within this period we had another coach who uh, came into our school and mm. she was very pro wrestling coco malkham she was she had very good uh, knowledge in those sports so she saw me goalkeeping one day and she saw me movements we were doing some strength work so she was continuously noticing me and then she called me आपने कॉन्टैक्ट स्पोर्ट खेला है कभी सो आई डेंट नो अंडरस्टैंड वॉट बाई कॉन्टैक्ट स्पोर्ट नहीं मैम रेसलिंग सुना है आपने हाँ मैम सो नाउ आई विल टीचिंग यू रेसलिंग दो वुड यू लाइक टू आई विल स्टार्ट टीचिंग यू रेसलिंग बट वॉट हैंडबॉल He said, "Wo hote rega. You keep playing handball. You can keep that as your priority game. But you now start wrestling." Okay. So I remember, like, you know, it was only a stint of six to seven months. In, but she made sure that you know I got all the exposure that was in wrestling. It. I was one of the uh, few women who we had gone to Solapur. I remember in the nasty bus. and uh, gave an exhibition game there because nobody had ever seen women wrestling mm-hmm. so you know that 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 scene in dangal when she goes to the men's competition and when i saw that part i was actually like oh my god this has happened to me you know <laughs> and the flock of men that were around i could completely empathize with that scene so had a nice bout over there with a an equally uh, strong opponent and then we were felicitated on the stage and so on so it was a very nice feeling you know that something like i'm, I'm getting into something that is not being done but honestly mm-hmm. said i never enjoyed playing an individual sport i've always enjoyed playing a team game so that's where i then ended up choosing handball a lot more than the wrestling and that just remained as a training method for me you know 
So wrestling took a back seat there. And then uh, handball continued. Now, flash forward, I'm already in my 10th standard. And it's the most like important yeah. thing of teenagers, uh, teenagers' life. Like there's nothing beyond 10th grade when you realize <laughs> 10 years later, what the F, you know? <laughs> <laughs> been so, there, been there, yeah. Yeah, so I, um, so handball nationals got over and my principal sits me down and speaks, speaks to me very seriously saying that, Babis, all sport khatam now for you, only focus on your studies. <laughs> That's a tough one, but okay. <laughs> yeah, because it is a sport that fuels you, you know. Uh, anyhow, that, that meeting happened. And since literally, I came back from my handball nationals in 2008 and I was just not allowed to step on the ground. Like my coach was strictly told that she's not supposed to be on the ground. She's supposed to be studying in that time. Paul studying. I was like just sitting in <laughs> class throwing some rubber erasers from here to there. <laughs> but anyway, I was sitting in class and um, it was raining one day, just like how it is today. And uh, one of the junior girls comes up and says, Atrevabis, uh, Sanjay sir is calling you. So I, now when, when our sir used to call us, it used to either be a very good news or a very bad news. Yeah. Usually it was a very bad news. And usually we would get one back for doing something. So I got out of my classroom and at the same time I saw my other teammate. So who's my teammate right now and the vice captain of the Indian women's rugby team, Neha Pardeshi. We went to the same school. So both of us came out and we used to both play handball also together and usually partners in crime. So I'm running down the stairs and our classroom was on the third floor. Running on the stairs and she tells me, you went and told him something. Now I'm like, what did I tell him something? You must have told him something. <laughs> And we're running down like perspiring and anxiety level to a different level. We go down and he's chilling with these really two tall butch men. Um, and we're like, uh, okay, what's up? So Sanjay sir tells us that Babi is Neha, this is Surut Khare. He has a rugby academy in Pune. I was very taken aback that, oh wow, rugby in Pune. I knew what rugby was by then. Yeah. Oh, rugby in Pune. Very cool, yeah. He, and he was very impressed by seeing the enthusiasm on both of our faces. He said, coach, students, students, coach. Now, coordinate and take it on from here. So we told him that, you know, we've been given very strict instructions that until our board exams get over, we cannot be involved in anything. So he said, yeah, yeah, I completely understand all of that. Uh, however, this weekend, we're having a game. If uh, you can make it for that game, very cool. You know, it's happening at this, this ground. He gave us the details. And Neha and I returned and we're like, what's rugby, yaar? And Neha's looking and she's timidly built. So she looks at me and she's like, Babis, at least you have some size on your side. Look at me. I'm <laughs> like, I'm half your size. How am I going to play this game? I said, chal, we'll go and see this game. And he's called us though. So we planned everything out. No, We had no license, but still took her kinetic and we went. Went somewhere far away. And we, we walked into the ground. Sid, and it was like a carnival. You know, and because you've been into sport, you know how, yeah. you know, these uh, government sport organizations are. It's yeah. like, everyone just looks underfed and sad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and dehydrated. They, they, they and set the sport out of sport. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we walked into this ground and firstly, grass on the ground. We were just like, are you serious? Pune even has a ground like this. Secondly, parents supporters, you know, match officials, 
everyone had a smile on their face. You know, there was like this, like I said, this was a carnival. There was music playing. There were food packets. I was like, boss, we get dal chawal milte hai, yar. Like in water, that all. <laughs> yeah. Food packets, you know, very nicely organized. Nothing too fancy, but just bare minimum. Uh, we sat there. We watched the game, and we were just completely taken aback. There were three teams at that time. There was uh, the Pune women's rugby team. There was the Hong Kong hockey team, and there was Jammu Kashmir Jammu Kashmir women's team. So these three teams were playing in a round robin against each other. We watched everything, and we were so taken aback, so taken aback by the organization, by the girls. They were like, I could see that you know they were there out there in war. but nobody was getting injured which was very surprising for me because they somehow given this very bad uh, teaching that you know if you don't get injured in a sport means you've not played it good enough yeah and these girls were like tackling rolling in getting up going again and you know 80 minutes they were just doing that yeah i got we have to try this game we have to try this game board exams khatam hone do we're going to start this sport so I came back home and I told my parents that uh, mom dad there is this coach who came to school and I was I was still very little skeptical about joining it because having a background of wrestling knowing that I was not too keen on contact sports because I was not the kind of person who liked to tackle somebody down to win you know and this does not fit with me so I came back home and I was speaking to my parents I'm like oh, mom dad you know it almost felt like I'm telling them I've I found someone, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I I have this conversation with them, and I'm telling them that. Uh, uh, so there's this coach who came to school, and he's asked us to join this game. My father is saying, hmm. so that uh, it's a game of rugby. Both my parents were like, hmm. all right, so, but I don't know. I'm not sure if you know we should go ahead with this or not. Father just looks at me and says, "Can you stop talking like a girl?" And go whenever he's called you for the training session. If need be, I will take you. So our board exams finished on the twentieth of March two thousand nine, and twenty first both Neha and I were there. So, and since then it's just been a graph. That's that's how the transition took place, and that's how it's just taken off from there. Uh, so Vabi, I think one thing is uh, uh, so good about the whole thing is it's it. is the one this transition but i think uh, it's the right coach right environment yeah. i think it yeah. is it is what matters when you're talking about the always talking about the pyramid of indian sports and we need the grassroots to be developed i think the the not having the right coach or right environment actually kills yeah. the bottom of the pyramid and i it, it's i think what you spoke about i it's, I came to Pune for my graduation, and so I always heard about the store and what they do, and so it was always a competitive sp- yeah. uh, school. So it was always yeah. good. But but the thing is, still having that kind of attitude towards "ye try karo, wo try karo, aisa karo, aisa karo." I think yeah. that is something is very required. No, everybody starts uh, starts making people specialists at a very early age. Uh, I think yeah. making them generalists, as you said, uh, athletic was a base, and then everything started developing on that. I think it's a wonderful thing. Uh, you just say it as your story, but I think those are the takeaways for me. So I'm a practitioner of sports. So those are the takeaways for me. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. I, so, I I realize it right now. Yeah. So uh, uh, so Wabi's uh, 
you came to into sport and uh, we, uh, you told me earlier that okay you got introduced to rugby in 2006 but actually got to touch the ball for the first time 2009 yeah uh, and after your board exams and uh, that uh, thing that happened but when you picked up and you said that okay i was sitting in front of my dad mom and said okay i found somebody uh, yeah. <laughs> but but to put it in your uh, career journey uh, what was the aspiration when you thought about that uh, what was the inspiration and how did you actually the what motivated you to take that thing up just I a click or anything beyond that um it was not a click nor was it you know something out of this world going back to our, the start of our conversation where we spoke about how sport was just second nature yeah so throughout my even through my primary school days secondary school days college days i remember it was always needing physical activity to fuel the rest of my day it was almost like you know i had to keep filling that petrol in myself and if i don't have it on certain days i'm like the day is not complete where is the 25th hour right so for me it was i knew that handball was going to take a back seat once i was out of school because i had no idea of any handball clubs or coaching institutions that were there were training for handball so i kept thinking in my head more than thinking about what i want to take up in 11th and 12th i was thinking what sport am i going to join next and where am i going to you know take this journey ahead mm-hmm. and for me it's it's you know initially it's it's more about the enjoyment factor and the um, exertion factor as opposed to that you know clicking and you know all these things and Honestly I keep telling people that if that time a hockey coach had met me I would have probably made it big in hockey today. Yeah. It's just that rugby happened and it's just it's just moved on from there. It's just gone upscale from there. And glad it happened uh, we found a new sport for India. It. And no, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's it's a career that you made but finally for for the place like India we are which when we are talking about we are moving from one sport to multi sport environment i think these yeah. are the things which are required for us to have a building a sporting culture we always talk about not Absolutely. having a sporting culture i think playing multiple sports knowing having understanding about multiple sports i think that is where the sporting culture comes to the picture absolutely uh, so from that culture perspective uh, Yes, you've been in rugby for last ten, uh, twelve years now, and uh, playing with the state team, national team, internationally, playing everywhere. Uh, yes, twenty nineteen was a great time when we actually got the first international win against Sing- in Singapore, uh, against Singapore. Singapore. Yes. Uh, but where do you see rugby currently in India, and uh, where do you see it actually going? Say three years, five years. Forget COVID. Three years, five years yeah. from now, where do you think it's going? So right now, Sid, we're at a very. Uh, it, rugby like women's rugby is also only 12 years old and it's really very very i wouldn't say it's very young but in comparison to the other countries that are playing it at a larger level and at a more experienced level uh, we're at a very small age now we have only finished that first decade of trials and errors and you know official kitchkitch and you know that that those 10 years are now behind us and now is the time to actually focus on the grassroots and the performance so now that the foundation is strong that okay we have our bearings the coaching are in place the coaching programs are in place uh, the referees are in place the refereeing programs are in place so you know all the homework is now done yeah. we have a certain amount of experience within the senior women and the upcoming women so there is this nice blend of um, 
experience plus fresh blood. So we've reached that space now in these 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. Now is a time where we are focusing. Like currently, uh, the union has brought in a team of coaches from South Africa, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, one of the best teams in the world because uh, the coach who's a part of it is the head coach. His name is Nas Botha. Mm -hmm. And he is legendary in South Africa. They're all South African. Uh, he is a legend over there. Like you go to South Africa and say, just even say Nas Botha, they'll touch your feet. He is mm -hmm. that revered. So okay. he is our national team coach for men and women both. And he's taking our game to a different level altogether. I wouldn't even say he's taking it one step up. He's just, it's, it's, it's here and then it's going there. It's like that. You know? mm -hmm. So <laughs> his team of coaches and everyone is working towards literally picking the sport up from nowhere and making it something massive. And okay. that's how 2019 ended up happening. Where now we've, we've achieved something and we have something to call ours. And at the same time, to, uh, to be an, it, sh it should be an example for the grassroots children who are coming up that, you know, this is there. Now, you you got to take it up from here. It's been brought to you till here. Not just, you just have to boom it up from here. So we're currently at a stage where, you know, we're semi-professional now. Um, the Orissa government has joined hands with the union saying that they will, hmm. from when rugby starts, they will uh, pay the players. Okay. So the players, the national team players will be paid. Insurances will be given. So now, Players are coming in with a more free mind. You know, the mental part is being taken care of. Now, I don't need to come to camp wondering, okay, boss, I've taken 20 days off leave. What if I don't? I mean, I'm not going to get the yeah. salary. So, oh, hey, now what if I don't make it to the team? And in right. all that, you know, that pressure, you end up getting injured and then you remain nagharka, now you remain gharka. So that part is taken care of and players are feeling very, very uh, right. relieved that such a step has been taken. Now, whether... Uh, you know, only lockdown and patients will say, I mean, only yeah. the pandemic and patients will say who survives this and moves on the next step. But basically, we've reached that stage as of now where, you know, it's almost like you're in that starting position and, you know, it's that on your mark gets set and you're in the set and you just have to go. Yeah. And we're just in that set position. So we're sort of there right now. Uh, when you see us in the next uh, five years, my projection of it is that uh, currently we're standing ninth in Asia in the sevens format. Mm -hmm. uh, I see our team moving up to the top five in the okay. next five years. It's, it's going to take a lot of dropouts and a lot of newcomers and a lot of right. everything, you know, but right. it's uh, the team, India team is going to reach top five within the next five years. And at the place at which we are at right now, I can say that with a lot of confidence. Well, I think that is what finally uh, that confidence is required and uh, Odisha government is doing a phenomenal job on the uh, sports, overall sports, right? They have adopted yeah. hockey as a, as a national yeah. which is, we call it a national sport, but it was at one time there was nobody playing it, unfortunately, and Odisha Precisely. government is over that. So it is, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a great job that they're doing. Uh, so, uh, on now from the team sport and the way rugby is coming to you as an individual, as an athlete, because as you said, the, the, the sport is in blood. 
so but uh, and you had a good run uh, all the way uh, yeah. leading to your uh, your career but there was a year which was a real big setback and you were yeah. dropped out from the national team and uh, you were not in the best of your physical shape or yeah. or mental shape or whatever that you want to call it but yeah. uh, one question is for an athlete who is professional uh, and there's yeah. so many challenges happening around how did you cope up with that period mentally when you know that okay i am i am one of those people who started the rugby in india but i am with not part of team now uh, right so there were different challenges and different things go in the mind of an athlete so mind, how did you cope yeah. up with those so said i i was initially it felt very bad grapes were sour everything just seemed like it's not my fault it's because of this that this that this that and then you know i i, I just sat with myself one day i sat myself down and i had a conversation with myself and i and I, i i sort of had a conversation with myself like how i talk to the players who don't get selected on the team right and um, i told i told myself write down your strengths and at that given point of time i wrote skills strength and it stopped at that and it, it write down your weaknesses i said speed my weight not being able to plan a food eating habits and that list just went on so now this has to turn from the weakness to the strength and that thing was in front of me you know it was it was blaring in my eyes and i was like shit you know there's no point point no point pointing fingers at other people when the flaw is mine so i realized where i could make certain choices uh i'm a physiotherapist and that was the year when physiotherapist i i just graduated as a physiotherapist so i was very excited to work mm-hmm. uh, i realized that i was not being able to balance my sport okay so i was um, i decided that you know i'm only going to work half day and i'm going to train half day and the rest of the time is for myself or whatever i want to do and i first made sure i learned how to tell people no i cannot treat you please go to this other physiotherapist mm-hmm. and that was the biggest part of uh, the change that i had to tell clients that i'm sorry i'm not available uh, but this physiotherapist is there you're free to call them and uh, they'll do a great job right uh, initially i felt like i was not living up to my degree it felt like i was not um, I was not being there but then i realized that i can't always be there and and when i when i when i stick to a time people will respect that time they will not say call me at 8 o'clock and be like revabs you know bad back pain please come and check for you know and things like that used to happen yeah now it's not happening because i have been very strict about my time 7 o'clock to 2 o'clock that's it i'm not going to see anybody after that if you don't have time i am very sorry Right. you can see another specialist and uh, there are ample people out there who can help you so that was the first step for me secondly to make changes wherever i could in terms of uh, i i chose to bicycle instead of using my motorbike so i was i do i'm a, i do freelancing as a physiotherapist so i go to people's homes right and i realized that i'm clocking on my motor on my motorcycle i was clocking just about at that time 30 to 40 kilometers every day I realized, you know what? If I'm able to do this on my bicycle, and I love to cycle, if I'm able to do this on my bicycle, then 
that's going to be unreal. If you're talking about 30 kilometers in one day and you're looking at one month even, that yeah. numbers just keep multiplying. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to take this up. Initially, still, it was very, very difficult for me. Yeah. I took this up. I took this challenge up in 2017. I said, you know what? Firstly, I need to get fit. And to get fit, I need to make certain choices. So I completely stopped eating food outside. If at all I had to eat outside because of my schedule, I made sure that I ate something that was not vada pav or bread patties or, you know, those things or a burger. It was a healthier option of, you know, eating outside food. And uh, completely stopped any form of energy that would compromise my performance. And that was a choice I had to make. And, you know, it was R or par. It was no nothing in the middle. You can't be like, huh, one day I'm not going to have um, this chocolate cake, but five days later I will give it to myself. Nothing. I had nothing for an entire year. I promise you. So that that uh, call it uh, is a word. Determination and huh. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that determination and that uh, discipline is really what took me to the other side of the fence. Excellent, and I think that that is what is required for uh, that. It shows the 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 sports like the attitude of a, of, a, of an athlete. Yeah. I think that that is yeah. what not to give up. Sports teaches you to stand up when you fall down, and yeah, uh, that is that is something very crucial that you spoke about. Uh, and you just set up, yeah. So, you know, in this case, you have to choose whether you're okay to hang your boots yeah. or you want to go take it to a next level. And there's nothing in the middle. There is no, yeah, nothing in the middle. So, uh, excellent. And uh, just to take, take a touch upon that the similar uh, thing of you, uh, pro, a professional physiotherapist, you are doing yeah. your practice, everything you are doing. At the same time, uh, you continue to play. So, and uh, recently we saw that, okay, you had a combination of both. You were a philanthropist at Hello India. And also you went yes. to Jammu Kashmir to play with the girls there. Uh, so, yeah. there's a combination of your sport at the same time physiotherapy uh, combining. Yeah. How do you think the physiotherapy is actually, or sport has helped you in physiotherapy and the vice versa? <laughs> this is a very, I, I love answering this question. It's actually been both ways, honestly, Sid. I've been, uh, I've been, working with my own body in terms of physical activity since age 10 uh, in a serious format. So exercises have always made me think, what am I actually doing? It was not just ki, chalo, karo, okay, butt kicks karo, okay, star jumps karo. It was not, it was not just a warm up. I try and understand that. What is it warming up? You know, I mean, at that age, I just wonder that what is this doing? And that's where the circuit started, you know, joining. So when I reached 10th, 11th standard, uh, I had already decided that I want to do something in sport. Mm -hmm. Now, physiotherapy didn't come to me first in my mind. I was thinking more in terms of psychology, you know, right. and uh, sports psychology. I was thinking a lot in that terms. So, but then rugby happened and we went for our first international. And I saw this you know, in all, every team, there was team players, there was the management, there was a coach, and there was one other fellow. And this fellow was very instrumental in getting the players back onto their feet. And I was just like, boss, I want to do this. <laughs> this is, I, I have love at first sight. I have seen what I want to do. 
So I get back home and I do research about it. Okay, this is called physiotherapy. This is a physiotherapist. Oh, wow, this is what a physiotherapist looks like. Damn good. This is completely up my alley. And uh, I, I then started planning like that, you know. So I took 11, 12 science and then gave the entrance test. Go sub karke physiotherapy gay. And my first year, first day of class, I mean, first day of physiotherapy, I go into this AC class with complete central AC system. So I went into the class and I'm just like, you know, where's the ground? Where are the athletes? Where's the ball? Yeah. Why are we not being designated to anybody and any athlete or something like that? And still, you know, it's like, okay, take So this is just like introduction, you know, they still get us used to the orient us and all of those things. Uh-huh. She said, Chalo, we have to go for orientation. I was like, oh, yes, now is the ground time. Orientation, they took us to the hospital. I mean, why are we here? <laughs> We're still not on the ground. <laughs> and dreams came crashing down. Physiotherapy was nothing like being on a field all cool with a belt around your waist with all medics inside it and going onto the field. It's a lot of four and a half years of sitting in a classroom and learning how to do that <laughs> and what to put your mind into doing that. So it was, and then when I, when I was studying physiotherapy, there were so many subjects that were very boring. And then there were certain subjects that I already had an idea about because of my awareness of the exercise. Right. You know, we had an entire subject on injuries and I was like, oh yeah, tuck, 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 tuck. I was naming the injuries and my class teacher was just like, have you by any chance failed a year? <laughs> you know, because I, I just I just knew the names. I didn't know the details, but I knew that, okay, you know what? If your ankle is sprained, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. If your elbow is sprained, it could be this, this, yeah. this, this, this. Because you hear these terminologies through your career in sport. Yeah. And uh, it was, it, that's how each of them helped me with each other. As simple as that. Interesting, interesting. And uh, <laughs> that is, uh, that's about uh, the whole thing. I, I just want to talk about the one thing which is like, uh, always, uh, it's good to see sports coming in the valley. And you uh, went to Jammu Kashmir, played with the girls there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How was that experience? Like, uh, and what is sports does to the environment? Like, in, when um, I say environment, I, I mean to say the, 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 the ecosystem, yeah. yeah. Ecosystem, yeah. Uh, so what we went to Jammu Kashmir, Kashmir to Kashmir for was uh, our sports minister uh, Kiran Rijiju, so he was there to inaugurate another sporting facility, mm-hmm. and he wanted to know where are we in terms of rugby in the country. Okay. What is our level of game? How do we play? What is he didn't know what rugby is about. He just knew as a sport exists. Karta hai. So what is it? You know. Mm-hmm. So that game over there was an exhibition match for him. Now, uh, ideally, uh, one would have called in all the national team players and you know set up an entire uh, system. But uh, what uh, the union did, which was very nice, was had the local girls playing. Now, mm-hmm. the Jammu Kashmir team, uh, they do not rank very high in the nationals. So their, their game level is still building up. Right. So they had those girls play with us mixed. Right. We were all mixed up with each other. So, you know, their level, they saw a different level of rugby altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the men. So, we played a good uh, two halves and uh, it was a lot of, lot of fun. Uh, so, Kashmir is beautiful. 
Yeah. And the sports minister, he was he was left uh, gobsmacked. He couldn't believe that he saw a men's game and a women's game, and they both looked equally um, energized, and they both looked equally exciting. You know, it's not like hey, the men played so well, but the women's game was a little all right. You know, uh-huh. so his comment was this: you know, that the men and women were playing at the same part in their own uh, strengths, yeah. obviously. So um, that was that, and. Just in general, for the environment, sport is it's something that brings people together, you know. Yeah. Uh, but whether it be cricket, you know, I mean, the best example to give is cricket. You know, when when you know that cricket is happening in your city, people from nowhere and everywhere just come together in that yeah. same place with the same energy, and you know, people make friends from there. You don't know who your neighbor is, but you're cheering with them for the same team. and this is what sport ends up doing it just builds so much happiness and even though there is sadness it's a collective sadness you know and each one's trying to build the other up i remember i was in paris watching uh, one of the rugby games and it was wales versus france it was happening in france and uh, i mean i was a supporter of both teams they were playing so beautifully and france was winning so the public was going mad like crazy mad you know and at the end of the game france lost the game i kid you not said there was not a word pin drop silence in the whole stadium oh, wow. people were just ducking their heads and walking out like you know yaar sab kuch haar gaya aaj but everybody was in it together you know that's the beauty of sport and i think nothing other than sport can can bring about that kind of energy shift in people and yes, it's it's all about the energy at the end of the day i mean you know right. like for example even when we're training you know or and we're training for sport it's that energy that gets our performance to a different level correct you know? correct it's it's uh, and it's the same you know if i if i take that same example and i put it into a like you know let's say there's a person who's not interested in playing sport professionally but likes to play his weekend football it's that energy that takes him through the rest of the week yeah. you know okay. you know what i mean yeah and, i agree exactly that's how it and that's how it makes a difference to the entire environment uh, around that person yeah i think very well put through it's about the the sports bring that kind of uh, energy and i think the positivity and everything yeah. it's about even if it is lost there is a positive there is a negativity in the positivity whatever you call it but it is it's a different thing yeah. it, it brings people together uh yeah. so uh, when you talk about the bringing bringing people together and the patriotism and all those things right uh, yeah. how was the feel when you wore the india jersey for the first time oh wow it was very long back but uh, i was very lucky you know said that i i got to wear a jersey that fit me like my skin <laughs> wow yeah i uh, i remember putting it on and it just slipped into my head and uh, it it just it just went on to me and it was like it was holding me like that you know that like, hey i found you nice and you know honestly there was no it was no tears or no like overjoyed happiness but it was almost just like i've worked all these years for this and now it's on me and it's 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 claiming me i'm nice. not claiming it it is claiming me and that was that feeling i got you know that hey <laughs> finally uh, this yeah. is mine <laughs> You know, and I am it. So it was, it was just like that. And, uh, so, so that, that true. Was, I think that it was that was how it felt. 
Excellent. And if that is not the best moment for you, what is the best moment of your career yet? Um. Well. Well, no. It it is just, just that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it had to be that, right? So. Yeah. Okay, great. I think But, you know that there, there are many moments that come and go. You know, still so honestly, when I think about when I you know when I retrospect right now, there are so many moments like that that time when I remember having a conversation with uh, our assistant coaches, and you know, at this one point of time, the coaching scenario was very uh, unpredictable in uh, rugby India because of uh, lack of funds and lack of proper organization stuff. So we used to have different coaches coming in. and i remember speaking to one of the assistant coaches and he said that um, it was just before the team naming i was carrying the ice i remember i was carrying the ice box and he said that so you're ready to captain the team and i just stood there and i'm like what <laughs> and this is still before i was named captain and any of that you know he said so you're ready to captain the team right are you spilling <laughs> the beans here are you not supposed to be telling me this or i'm just pulling me pushing me off to you know chane ke jhad pe bitha rahe ho aap who do you think will do the job you can see there is ample senior players who are there and anybody can really do the job to be silly and i'm still standing with the ice box just like frozen as ice and remember that feeling as well like it's like it happened yesterday to me but that was one of the other moments that i i remember so well that He just so casually was like, "So you're ready to captain the team? No? <laughs> If you're not leaving me with the choice, sure." <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it left to me, yes, I want to be. <laughs> And when when all yeah, these things yeah. are happening, as as an athlete, there are always a nervous moment as well. People usually call it yeah. a debut or uh, the big international stage. Big. What hmm. was that nervous moment? The biggest nervous moment that you had in your journey? So it was in 2019. um we were uh, our, our one game was against philippines and one game was against singapore the game against philippines i had this bit of nervousness uh and it came from a place of wanting to win and not being sure mm-hmm. it came from this uh mixture of those two emotions that you know what i knew the team was ready i knew we could totally win this game the previous year we lost 50 50 to 5 against them but that was not what was on my mind it was like you know we are ready mm. but i'm not sure you know it was that that feeling and uh, that was the time i had felt that that uneasiness right and mind was wandering in many different scenarios that what if what if what if are jeetenge to kya hoga it will be massive it will be crazy but what if we do not win it's another it's another loss in our bag and you know so in 2019 that was one of the uh, moments that i had had and how do you get your wandering mind together well i focus on the purpose i focus on the purpose of the team mm-hmm. uh, because before the match and the day prior when we sit with our coaches they uh, they ask us things to talk to the team uh, so when i spoke to the team i remember telling them that you know what remember why you are sitting here why you are sitting in the midst of all these ladies and gentlemen and in this particular color you have you have come through a certain path you have walked in that pathway and now you're here it's not out of luck it's not out of you know 
being blessed with a silver spoon in your mouth, to work to be here. Now, put all that effort and get into the next step. And, you know, it's very easy to give advice, <laughs> but now it's not particularly nice to take advice. And on most, whenever I'm, I'm in a catch-22 situation, I just remember these things. And I remember the girl standing next to me that every woman on this field is working to a goal. And if my mind is not going to be on that same goal, I'm going to be that weak point in the team where all the energy is just going to pass out. Right. So I have to be that, I have to be holding each girl in. I have to be that strength and move on with the uh, the final product and the yeah. final goal. And were you born with this kind of captaincy skills? Or you were developed <laughs> over time? <laughs> no, I was, I was actually very lucky. You know, Sid, I was very lucky to have uh, two captains before me, uh, Agni Sabre. Uh, she's also from Pune and Surbhi Date, both from Pune. And I learned their, uh, one thing I learned a lot from them was you know, just to be calm because there's no point in shouting and screaming and being this wreck on field. You have to be calm. And then, you know, I also had seen captains of different teams, men, women, both. And the captain always looks like, you know, you could scurry in <laughs> Taipio, Bidiwodo, <laughs> sunglasses, you know. But actually, I understand what's going on in their mind. But you have to be calm to be able to make that decision what the coach would ideally make, you know. So, uh, this is what I keep trying to inculcate not only on the field, but even in my everyday life that, you know, there's a, and I'm, I, I, I tend to get a bit irritated in my, you know, if a person doesn't understand in the first shot, I'm like, and you don't understand what, you know, but then I rewind and I'm just like, yeah, I'll break it down for you. And this is how you do it. And then when they do it properly, it's just like, boom, I'm like, oh, this feels nice. So I put in, I try to put in that calmness factor in every breakdown. I think uh, that is, uh, and in one of the biggest examples that we have seen is MS Dhoni, the way he has conducted himself, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, and it's, it's everybody, I think uh, every, everybody who gets to captain the team any, at any level, I think it is the, the effect, the energies that a captain is putting to the whole team. And as you said, the going yeah. to the same purpose and you don't want the captain to be a weakling. Uh, that's yeah. where you have to have the, uh, ex, the, yeah. the head to be on the shoulder at the right place. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Vabish, uh, uh, last, uh, second last question. Uh, last, uh, yeah. This question, yeah. So, so, this question is about what's your dream? Wow, that's that's beautiful. My dream, my dream has always been to represent India at the Olympics, and uh, this is on the rugby front and uh, on the professional front. I, I want to make a difference. To anybody, whosoever I treat, touch, meet, you know, you know, I have this thing that you know, I it, it should not. People should remember that. Okay, this person was there with me for X number of time, and they've impacted my life in a massive way. And I don't mean to, and I don't want to be an influencer, and I don't want to be all these people. But you know, individually, I'm with you today. I'm having a conversation with you. Two years, five years, ten years down the line, you know, it should be like, yeah, man, I don't remember. 
So that's that's us, you know, that's a personal dream of mine. But I, I on profit like sport, I, I definitely do. Uh, I, I want to participate and represent India in the Olympics. And uh, it's too. So I'm I'm 28 years right now, and I know it will be very unrealistic dream to say win at the Olympics because that's a long journey yeah. ahead still. Uh, considering the time I have in hand, I just hope that you get a chance to be able to. Yeah, but at at the same time, right? Olympic is not about winning or losing. Olympic is about qualifying and completing. And being it's there, a, it's yeah. being there and completing. That's what the creed of Olympic yeah. is, right? So I think Absolutely. that is that's the right dream to have. Yes, winning and yeah. it's, it's the next thing. I think the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so well put. To get, and yeah. get India team there, you know. Yes, I think uh, well put through. And on these lines, my last question to you: What is the message that you have for all the kids or? the girls and the parents who are watching and listening to this sport and how do you think that uh one thing that really made a difference to your own life something that you want to pass on to uh, one thing that made a difference to my life from the beginning is to try everything don't stay stuck to one thing even though you love it a lot do it but try everything and life is such it will keep throwing opportunities your way good bad pleasant unpleasant positive negative take it take it in your stride because if you don't learn these things you will never be able to become self sufficient right you'll only be remain you'll only remain in that one little pocket of i want to do this so try and test anything dabble your feet in everything drown learn to swim hold a badminton racket whack a tennis ball it does not need to go in the court you know hit a volleyball and i enjoy your the surface of your skin yeah. you know be through it all have a basketball stub your fingers be whacked by a handball in your nose go through every scenario but try and i'm talking in sport only in specific yeah, yeah. but this 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 works through any experience yeah. in life kick a football and get kicked on your shin get whacked by a hockey stick on your head go through it all and i'm saying these because i've been through these things yes be through it all so that when you emerge out of everything you now can take anything in your way you ask me today to play basketball i will excel in it you ask me to play hockey i'll do it you ask me to play football any position tell me you want me to strike i'll strike you want me to defend you midfielder anything you then you're ready you're ready to take on anything but my my constant thing to every child is put your gadgets aside play try fall climb and and just have fun with your body don't rely on these uh screens it's yeah. it's it's really not going to take you anywhere yes, i don't I mean to be i don't mean to be uh, uh condescending towards screens and what the laptops and the phones have to give us it it is great in its own space but not in terms of the human body and what your body is able to do and uh, believe me when it's coming from not only from uh, an athlete multi sport athlete a captain of the women's rugby team but also physiotherapist who understands the body yeah. so i think coming <laughs> so coming from you it really makes sense for people to understand take it seriously i think yeah. wonderfully put through uh babi yeah. so, i think it was like i don't know i, I don't know how we, we were going to talk for 30 minutes or probably we crossed 30 30 by 40 minutes but it was yeah. wonderful uh chatting i think it, 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 it would have been far, i think 
we need to catch up again for something else uh, on other similar Definitely. topics. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, it will be fun to talk uh, and take this decision forward. But for now, it's uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you for coming on 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 the show and uh, letting us know about thank the you, new sir. sport. Uh, for a lot of people to understand, it's not a new sport, but at least yes, it's it's a it's a new kid in the for, block. For the Indian, call it. yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And the dream that you spoke about uh, for yourself or the where you see like rugby in five years for uh, for India and all those things, I think it's very good. Uh, some of the things were on your personality were they were bang on. It's like okay, captaincy is there, leadership <laughs> is there, it is, uh, clarity is, is there. In the tenth grade, you decided to be in sports uh, and took science for that. I think it was sorted. I think that gave you the, the time on the field gave you a lot of clarity of thought uh, when taking the decision. Absolutely. That is what we learn from Absolutely. sport. And uh, yeah. It's, yeah. I think you put it really well. So thank you for your time, uh, Vaviz. Thank, uh, thank, thank you, Siddhi. Thank you so much. Stay safe. You too. You too. See ya. <laughs>